Hey, it's Chloe, but you can call me Miss Chloe as the title of the show where we try to make learning and critical thinking spontaneous. This week, apparently, and I talk about quitting and I share my learnings when I quit my passion. So let's get on with the episode. Alright, welcome back, Attorney Lay. <laughs> Not yet officially, maybe in episode three or four. <laughs> maybe, I don't know. I don't know when you're going to to air this. <laughs> I don't know either. But today we are going to talk about quitting because mm. I feel like it's something that every person has to go through at least once or even multiple times, especially mm-hmm. now that we're all... I mean, our batch, I guess, um, our circle of friends, we are all adulting. Um, and I think it's it's really something that should be more talked about more often because I feel like mm-hmm. when you say quitting, it's just in the in the realm of career decisions, don't you think? It's, it's more so talked about when you're quitting a job, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Right, but I feel like a lot of people has to go to quitting not only in careers but also in a relationship relationships right oh. but in other stuff so i wanted to talk so about we're going it. there yes we are going there <laughs> okay. not not necessarily relationships but uh, the the other than the career type of quitting. yeah okay because yeah. that's uh, the show it's about learning and critical thinking <laughs> okay so um yeah, like I mentioned, quitting is a recurring part of life. You have to go through it at least yeah. once. But it's not necessarily Very normal. logically. Sometimes it's it's done emotionally, right? And there's mm-hmm. something mm-hmm. kind of negative about it. Like it's associated with something yeah, there very is, there's, negative. There's, there's a stigma. There is a stigma around it. Like it's a sign of weakness. Yes, it's a sign of giving up. Know, yeah, like you don't know how to hold on to something. Like yes. because because there are people who would quit because you know when the going gets tough. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Sometimes, well, like you know, it's not really bad to quit when it, it's bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna say something, but but yeah, definitely, I agree. You know, it's it's really something associated with weakness and possibly giving up or failure. And I think mm-hmm. the the negative connotation if it revolves around that in some cases some cases it's something very permanent if we quit something it's barring there's less chance that you're gonna go back again there's something like that so yeah so as mentioned um quitting could be hard a hard decision but i feel like there should be more options than just quitting and not quitting i think there should be more options in between like in the Mm -hmm. spectrum of your decision yeah like there's quitting there's not quitting and then there's just resting yeah just taking Mm -hmm. a step back Mm -hmm. and seeing like where am i going with this one yeah yes exactly because i think quitting is a part of your life and it should be a process it's a decision making process and your ability to choose within those options i think it is indicative of your ability to make decisions make good decisions mm, yeah, yeah. so yeah. right so that's a good point <laughs> <laughs> it is, it is. so i want to delve deeper also in our um, experiences in quitting and um, I guess firstly why do you think quitting is so hard when it's 
when you're quitting something that is a force of habit. Like you said uh, before, when we were not ruling, you, you quit sugar. Do you think mm. it's, it was easy for you to quit something that has been part of your life forever? Mm. I think, to be honest, I think it mm-hmm. was easier to quit because there were alternatives. Mm-hmm. Like there are readily alternatives um, that I could choose from mm-hmm. uh, because with, with the sugar, it's really more just of the taste. It's not mm-hmm. necessarily just sugar. Like I just yeah. need sugar. It's more of, I just need something sweet. And mm-hmm. it's not like, it's not necessarily you get that solely from sugar. Mm-hmm. You, there, there are healthier, uh, healthier alternatives. So I guess you could, you could think about it that way that it's only hard to quit something when there's no ready alternative for you to to try. Yeah. So like with something as simple as, you know, quitting sugar, mm-hmm. um, it would be hard if it's just, I, I quit sugar and then there's nothing. And then I don't mm-hmm. replace it with, with anything. So it but was what, easier when yeah. there was an alternative. Yeah. yeah, but why did you feel like you had quit sugar in the first place, is it like something really about your health? Are or... we really going to get into it? Why? This? It's like I said, it's a decision-making <laughs> process. So I wanted to pinpoint okay. um, that. There are there are many uh, there were many um, yeah like yeah, again it's a decision-making process. So there were many um, aspects to it, mm-hmm. um, and I I just want to make a disclaimer that don't do what I did because I'm not a, I'm, you know, I'm not a dietitian. I'm not a professional mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, but it was, it came about because of being quarantined for so long. And then you just feel like you're reaching for food that's just there, yeah. you know, like junk food. And like, just personally, I feel like I'm no, I know, I no longer feel healthy. I no longer feel good about myself. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's one. Um, You're also less active now because you couldn't go outside, right? You couldn't walk outside uh, that much. Yeah, for I, I guess for some people, but um, ironically for me, I became more active because of <laughs> quarantine. Like, you, you know, you discover homework uh-huh. and stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. But yeah, in terms of just moving around, just moving from one place to another yeah that's something i couldn't do obviously because, yeah you know you're quarantined at home yeah. locked down um but yeah so that, that was one of the, the one of the reasons why um just because you know there's that there's that need to be healthier mm-hmm. and to, to boost your immune system because of you know coronavirus mm-hmm. COVID-19, yeah. so you just need to to better yourself at least yeah now it's a necessity um, to be healthy already right so it's mm-hmm. not at the back of your mind that maybe i need yeah. to be healthy but now that you have a lot of time to think about it that's what you exactly. want to do <laughs> yeah so it's um yeah go yeah. ahead <laughs> yeah. so, but i wanted to yeah. i know so i wanted to ask also your mm-hmm. process of starting yeah. did you ease your way into quitting it sugar or like oh yeah definitely um it was it it, it wasn't like cold turkey like yeah okay starting today no more sugar whatever um it was a lot of researching 
mm-hmm. it was a lot of researching of like benefits of quitting sugar, what kind of sugar you have to quit specifically. Uh-huh. What did yes, you find stuff out? Like that. <laughs> um, but for me, for my case, mm-hmm. because I have I've been struggling with bad skin, mm-hmm. um, and it turns out that um, consuming a lot of table sugar is really bad for me. Um, mm. So because of that, so I avoid that kind of that kind of sugar. Mm-hmm. Um, and replace it with stevia, yeah. um, with coconut honey. sugar, honey, yeah, mm. uh, maple syrup. Uh, but it's also lessened the intake of sweets. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, yeah, it, it took a lot of researching. Um, willpower. <laughs> a lot of willpower, <laughs> a lot of talking to, to my family that I can't eat this anymore. <laughs> so don't don't prepare <laughs> don't offer me this kind of food um yeah and it was also like okay for this week it's just going to be no table sugar and then and then it it progressed to me checking the labels if it has that kind of sugar that I have to avoid and stuff like that and then and then eventually I just got used to it and then everyone around me like my family they just know already Mm -hmm. that I don't consume sugar so they still buy for themselves of course um but it's also a lot easier for me to avoid it like I'm not I'm no longer tempted to um to reach for something sweet or something that has the kind of sugar that I should be avoiding. Um, And also part of the the decision to do do this is because we have a history of diabetes in our family. Oh yeah, your dad. I I should just yeah, my dad. Um, so I just I'm trying to just get ahead of it because we're not getting any younger. (laughs) Oh no, you know (laughs) things are changing. Yeah. Um. So yeah, so you have to adjust accordingly. Yeah, and it makes it um, easier, I guess, to quit something of uh, if you have your support groups, right? Your family is mm, supporting you to do it. Yeah. But also, I think, like for example, people who are trying to quit smoking, they can't really do it cold turkey, like you said. They have to ease mm-hmm. their way into it and really to have yeah. that willpower. And I think. Uh, you mentioned also they have to set a certain goal for themselves to mm. aid their decision making. What do I want to achieve, right? So yeah, for exactly. your case, right, you want to be healthier, and of course that uh, with the with the um, with the knowledge that you have a history of diabetes, so you have you want to get ahead of it. So you set mm. certain goals for yourself and you try to achieve it one step yeah. at a time, and not just you know, okay, I'm gonna do this right yeah. now. But it's yeah. It's, be- that's yeah, you, harder, you right? Have, you, should, you should have a purpose in anything that you do. You should have purpose in doing mm-hmm. it. Because mm-hmm. otherwise, yeah, it'll be a lot easier to fall back into that ha- to that habit. Or um, I almost said hobbit. You're going to go smaller. As a hobbit. <laughs> <laughs> with with your second breakfast and your eleven C's, um, no, um, yeah, like if you if you find your purpose, you, you at least you have something to, you have something to look back to, mm-hmm. um, to tell yourself, oh right, this is why I'm doing this. It's because of this. Um, so yeah, yeah, yeah. For my case, also because I tried to be. 
I try to have an active lifestyle, even pre-COVID mm-hmm. period, right? I did yeah. sporting yeah. races, I did a lot of obstacle courses, and I try to go to the gym at least two to three times a week. And mm-hmm. I I try to really control or control myself now that I'm not as active as before and not not try to have or to develop new bad habits that I have already mm-hmm. quit before. Like before I already quit um drinking coke or any type of soft drink so already quit yeah. right so does yeah. and also milk tea i i oh. really tried to quit that already yeah. so i don't want to uh, you know go back to the things mm-hmm. that i've already quit because i i made a conscious decision to be healthy and to be more you know uh to watch what i eat so yeah like yeah. i said i set goals i want to be more active i want to I want to be able to climb obstacles without getting, you know, cramps because sweets are usually the cause of cramps or usually oh, also caffeine. I so didn't yeah, know I that. quit those stuff. Oh, I can't, I can't quit caffeine. That <laughs> I know. You I can. can't quit coffee. That's just that's just a part of life. Yes, that's a part of life. Also, the taste you can't really. <laughs> But coffee is very healthy as long as there's no, like, you know, you don't add too much sugar, you don't add too mm-hmm. much dairy. If it's just coffee in its purest form, it's very All right, defend it, defend it. <laughs> defend the coffee. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, um, so yeah, it makes it hard. Like you mentioned, um, it makes it harder. It's a forced habit, but I think it's a lot harder when it's, Quitting, uh, uh, your uh, when you're quitting something that your life depended on it. Mm-hmm. You get that. Yeah. So for my Definitely. case, uh, like I want, a lot or, a lot is in stake. Yeah, is yes. at stake. Yeah. So for my case, uh, my case, you know this already. I quit my passion of filmmaking for. Yeah about two years now so oh my gosh are you gonna cry no i'm not gonna cry i'm actually okay with this i wanted to share my experience because Mm. i've already shared it a lot before with my with um uh yeah in career talks and i find that a lot of people has the same experience where they don't they they don't really talk about how they quit a certain job or quit a a an industry um because Mm -hmm. i guess the the uh the fear of what people would say people yeah. that look up to them in yeah. that industry right so they don't necessarily talk about it just because especially if yeah if that person has spent a considerable amount of mm-hmm. time of their lives devoted to that specific thing yes. that they're going to quit then yeah it's it's a lot harder yeah especially if you're you're an influencer of some sort at least in your networks, not necessarily in social networks, right? In your networks, you're known as you're known as someone who is passionate about. For my case, right, film. I'm an indie girl, right? I'm an artist. Yeah. So for me, that was such a hard decision to make, quitting quitting my passion because I knew I wanted to make films even as I stepped before college, right? We are both communication mm. arts majors, yeah. and you know this. You know how passionate I am with films, and I tried to really pursue it as much as I can and I was lucky enough to be part of a group that has the same notion of revolutionizing cinema if that makes mm-hmm. sense right we want to have uh, a better industry where um, there is rules in uh, in terms of labor you know um, really yeah. revolutionize it in terms of storytelling you know so I pursued that dream just because I felt like 
I needed to because that's what I set out to be. And I I dedicated my entire time, my all my resources to that to pursue that passion of mine, right? So that's my dream. I really wanted to make films. I want to be a filmmaker in the Philippines and make independent film uh, forms, right? So I, like I mentioned, I sacrificed a lot of my family time, even my friends. I, I did get to see you guys for yeah. about four years just because mm-hmm. my idea of sacrificing for my passion, for my dreams, I needed to sacrifice all my time and really devote it to this dream. So that's what I did. I, I was very misinformed <laughs> that I needed to sacrifice everything I have just to really, just to pursue this one dream. So so honestly, um, that really took a toll on me. Um, I I wasn't healthy uh, at the point that I I I couldn't sleep. I I suffered a lot of anxiety and stress from. Uh, for example, I would go home from a shoot, a twenty-four hour shoot, for example, and I I I could have been sound asleep just because of exhaustion and not being home for twenty-four hours, but I couldn't sleep because I know that when I wake up, a lot of my team would be calling me because of another shoot, of another problem in the shoot. I need to fix it, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so I have that a lot uh, when I was in the industry and doing a lot of shoots for different people. And there's no, um, there's no rules in that industry. You can work with anyone you want, right? So you, you're not tied into an in the, uh, to a company uh, there's no structure like that so you work with a lot of people and i found out that that's not really what and i'm not built for that type my personality is not built for that type of industry so the the for years pressure is really getting into me um but i couldn't quit really for four years because i know that in the back of my mind what would people think of me, like my, my mm. closest friends, you guys, right? Uh, what yeah. would they think of me when I quit my passion? I quit as an artist and take a job that would pay me monthly, but I'm not challenged enough as mm-hmm. a filmmaker, mm-hmm. as a storyteller. Mm-hmm. But I think what uh, what made me, uh, I guess what... Uh, the triggering moment that I chose to leave that passion was this uh, one of my my last projects in that group. Right, um, mm-hmm. we invited director Urias, who is our professor, <laughs> the director Urias. Um, he said in his talk uh, that the film industry is unforgiving and it doesn't owe anybody anything, right? And for me, it was such, you know, that one line, and I felt like, oh, yeah. that's true. And then I realized that I wasn't built for that kind of industry that, you know, you have to to go through a lot of survival mm-hmm. of the fittest. So mm-hmm. I think I um, it took it took me a lot of courage to realize that I'm not that person. I'm not as tough as I think I am. So... Yeah, for 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 that time that I was quitting, yes, I was so depressed that I was about to leave the industry, leave the passion that I really set out to be. But mm-hmm. yeah, I think it's it's the better decision because now it turned out that where I am now in the in the agency in the nine to five job day job, 
I find that I'm more, um, I guess I'm fine that I'm more, well, now I'm more active, I'm healthier, I am more creative now, like, look at what I'm doing now. So I realized that I don't have to be a filmmaker in the industry struggling as an artist to tell stories, to make films. So that's what I realized, the value of good decision-making that, you know, if you if you find yourself in the wrong path, it's always or it's not too late to really turn around. So that's what I realized in in that experience. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry, that was a long one. I don't know <laughs> what else to say. <laughs> but you, you were there. But you were there when when I was yeah. struggling, right? Um, mm-hmm. You yeah. never told me that you just have to quit, right? So it's not it's not it's not really a thing that you would tell someone it's not really normalized like you you tell someone to quit but if you told me to quit i wouldn't also right because i have too much pride and too much you know too much pressure from my peers and from the people mm-hmm. that i influence right so there, i think your dog is knocking yeah <laughs> i thought you couldn't hear it so just i'll be right back blooper reel <laughs> for a break literally i'm pausing <laughs> anyway anyway going back, so, going so yeah back. that was that was my story of quitting and hopefully someone out there realizes how important it is to not sa- sacrifice the people you love your family time your friend time and also mm-hmm. don't sacrifice your health for anyone for anything right? <laughs> yeah <laughs> i think from from because i i can remember a lot of things that you told like you ranted Mm -hmm. you rented out um a lot of things but i don't think we could go get into it (laughs) uh, forever um for legal reasons (laughs) um no but at least for the for the time that you were going through that i can't remember if i was already in law school you were yes oh i was oh yeah so we were both you know going <laughs> through uh life-changing moments in yes. our lives um no but from what i remember during the time so we would meet up and then you would tell mm-hmm. me about about this what i what i told myself is that okay she's telling you this not because she's asking you to decide for her yeah it's just really she just wants you to she just wants someone to listen to her Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you just wanted someone to listen to you and for me what i learned is that people are allowed to change their minds exactly um, because the person the person that they were before mm-hmm. uh when they at the time that they chose or they decided to be this person in the future um they could yeah they could they could experience um life-changing moments and they could experience that or they could learn that oh apparently i'm not cut out for this and mm-hmm. that's okay yeah like, why that should would be you, okay why, why would you force yourself into something that you're not meant to do mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. and like you said it's not just because i'm no longer in this particular 
field in this particular industry, this that doesn't mean I don't get to tell my story anymore or mm -hmm. I don't get to tell other people's story. Um, and there are other ways to do that, which is what you're doing now. Yes. Um, <laughs> but also, I think I feel like you also had to go through that. Yes. Um, I completely you had to agree. Learn that. <laughs> you had to learn that for yourself. Yes. I had to go through that anxiety, stress, and depression. But I feel like, yeah, you know, I, I completely agree. I yeah, swear to God. <laughs> not, not saying that people should go through, you know, you should go yeah. through depression and anxiety mm -hmm. um, because we have to take care of our mental mm -hmm. health. Yes. It is a very real issue. Mm -hmm. um, but also, you know, it's that, it's that cliche saying that everything happens for a reason. And mm -hmm. um, you had to go through that for a reason because it, it apparently it was the way for you to realize that it wasn't where you were meant to be. And I mm -hmm. think you're fortunate because we're so young, you know, uh, <laughs> because it's a lot, it's a lot harder. I think it, it, it's a lot. I, and I guess I can understand it um, uh, to some extent for some people mm -hmm. to feel that they shouldn't quit because yeah, again, they've devoted 10, 20 years of their lives only to find out at that moment that they're not meant to do that. Mm -hmm. And it's a lot harder to quit then, um, at least for you, um, because society has this obsession with youth that, yeah. um, you know, if you're, you're still young, you still have a lot of time to do things, but mm -hmm. it shouldn't just be confined in young people uh -huh. um, to try out new things, to, to quit and then try, try again. It yeah. doesn't matter what age you're in. Like if you're 50 and you've devoted the last 40 years to doing something, well, not, well, yeah, say you 40 years, um, go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead and do what it is that you think you should be doing. Yeah. Even like if you've you, devoted yeah. so much time agree, to that yeah. Like for example, you've been a housewife for 40 years and you want to do something completely different that would challenge you. Do it. I mean, society shouldn't be yeah. stopping you, right? Mm -hmm. That's a great. Again, point. we should stop our obsession with youth. I, 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 I admit that um, for me, I also had that that thought like, oh, I should be doing everything now as long as I'm mm -hmm. in my twenties. Like I feel like my my life would end after twenty, and mm -hmm. I should stop <laughs> thinking that. Yeah, because you know. Um, it feels like less there will be lesser opportunities for you when you're in your 30s when you're in your uh -huh. 40s which i don't think should be the case we should stop yeah. obsessing with youth because it's you know you even in in your in your 30s and your 40s i've encountered people and they're in their 30s and 40s and they they would say they're still learning uh -huh. so why why do we have to confine ourselves to doing everything that we want to do in our 20s we're just wasting our time just just trying to get everything done within that 10 years um and then we just end up not being happy which shouldn't be the case because yes. you still have the rest of your life ahead of you that's it high five <laughs> so nice. virtual high five high five <laughs> okay. Okay. so wait what was I was gonna say something. Anyway, but also, but, but also, like you mentioned, that we are so obsessed with the youth. But also, this, this 
phenomenon, I guess. Um, sometimes in millennials, they are being accused of quitting too easily, right? Because sometimes mm, quitting yeah, is the yeah, yeah. easiest thing that you could like do. In, from one job to another. Exactly. But also, um, I've heard that. I've heard that. <laughs> Hello, but, boomers. <laughs> Right? So I've heard yeah, that yeah, a lot. Yeah. Like in job interviews, they would ask mm-hmm. me about um, why did you stay in this particular job for just eight months? Mm-hmm. And I would say because it was toxic. <laughs> right? So, but I think it's uh, it's a thing also in the millennials also. But I wanted to ask, in the previous episode, you talked about your worst experience in yeah. hospital. It was, yes. it's very much ideal of you of of uh, taking it like a girl like a girl because you didn't quit at all but mm. sometimes like i said it was the easiest way uh, of dealing with something so negative something so devastating it's just to quit but for mm. you why why didn't you quit basically <laughs> oh um that's easy because i love what i was doing mm-hmm. because um I knew from the get-go mm-hmm. um, that it wasn't going to be a walk in the park. I mm-hmm. knew that mm-hmm. I even set myself up um, to, like, I was already expecting that I would fail a few of my classes mm-hmm. because it was such a it was such a normal thing in law school mm-hmm. to, to fail some of your classes mm-hmm. or not do well um, in some of your classes. But I, I, I guess... Um, the short answer would be because I managed my expectations and I know and I knew that those things would happen to me but if I only if I just look at why I'm doing it um, and why I wanted to finish it then it outweighs whatever reason I would have in quitting like mm-hmm. I said um, there would there would be days when I was when I would say I don't want to do this anymore mm-hmm. um, like why am I doing this to myself? I was I was already I already had work before this mm-hmm. and I could have just continued, <laughs> continued um, and made with, money. With that. Yeah, and then I would be okay because I was also happy with being a being a radio yeah. DJ, but mm-hmm. um I knew there was a part of me that um would be very disappointed in myself if I didn't continue. Um and also, uh, I guess it was mid law school where when when I r- really got the hang of of the the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Like I had my routine, I had my study habits, um, and then I could kind of see my what the future could be for me as a lawyer. Um, there was just this gonna sound like super cheesy and romantic and (laughs) I don't Um, but uh, it it was it was like that very calming um, presence or Mm -hmm. or just just something that came over me that it just felt right like Mm -hmm. this is what I was meant to do because for every time that I wanted to quit I can remember um, tenfold reasons why I should continue. So that's why I never quit, and that's why 
we're here now. <laughs> <laughs> but I think for more, uh, most people, I'm not, I'm not sure if that's your case also, they always go back to their uh, triggering moment, like why they started mm. in the first place. So I think that's, yeah. that helps them also in, yeah. in going through those decisions, right? But also, how do you mm. think, um, how do you then decide if this hardship or this stress, this current moment of stress, of anxiety that you are experiencing is just an obstacle or just passing? Yeah, or if it's already a signal for you to quit? Uh, I, I, I wouldn't know the answer to that, <laughs> to be honest, because it's like asking me what is the secret to life. I don't know the secret I to life. You know. I, have not, oh, no. I have not yet uncovered the, <laughs> the secret to life. So we're all just learning as we go. Exactly. And then I guess that's why it's important that um, in yourself, if you know that uh, regardless of the amount of time that you've spent doing this, if you feel that you're no longer going anywhere. This mm-hmm. is no longer helping you, yourself, your mental health, and it's time to go, then it's time to go, regardless of, of, and it's just, you know, again, it's the secret to life, which I yeah. don't know the answer <laughs> to yet. Or I know the I answer ever, to it. Uh, oh, what is The that? answer is, it depends. <laughs> <laughs> That's the answer oh, to You should life. try law it school. <laughs> I should the answer to <laughs> to everything, right? But I wanted to to give this example because I was watching rewatching Space Force. So if you haven't oh, watched that, you have to watch it. Yes, so yes, it's, it's a comedy Netflix. TV show. We're yes, not paid. <laughs> yes, not but paid we, by Space Force by Steve Carell or Greg yeah. Daniels, but we, we genuinely love it. Encouraging everyone. Yes. <laughs> It's just an episode. Yes, it, so. uh, it's a comedy show in Netflix starring Steve Carell, Lisa Kudrow, Ben Schwartz. Ben, Sh- ben Schwartz, our favorite. <laughs> Hi, Ben Schwartz. Please, please notice. Uh, <laughs> anyway. Please go on Chloe's John Malkovich. And tell us about please. improv. <laughs> yes, John Malkovich. But anyway, so in the first episode, like, we see uh, Steve Carell. Mm. Uh, What's his name? General Nerd. 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 He has. Uh, he was tasked to lead the newest branch of U.S. government, which is Space Force. And Space in, Force. In which the is episode, a real thing, by the way. Yes, it's a real thing. Uh, in the United the States, not <laughs> yes. in the Philippines. Boots on the moon. <laughs> and <laughs> this episode, they are preparing to launch the newest. U.S. satellite, which is yeah. Epsilon 6, right? Yeah. And yeah. they have, in this first episode, it was the most stressful thing, I think. And I completely relate to that, you know, when you encounter uh, uh, organizational mishaps internally, like you're being mm-hmm. surrounded already by experts, but you still have that pressure, especially as a leader of that organization, while also being pressured by the Congress and also operating in billions of dollars by taxpayers, right? So it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's really high, pre- uh, it's a high pressure job. It's a high level stress that you Would you are- say that you're, that you're general nerd in, in that situation? I would say Because I feel I have, like- No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm I Dr. Have, Chan with yeah. umbrella. <laughs> 
I would say more on the expert side, the scientist side, because I oh I thought uh, you were gonna say that you were F Tony. <laughs> oh no, far from F Tony. Okay. That's my yeah. job now. But yeah, I'm more uh, Mallory <laughs> there. Oh. Okay, so I'll be Dr. Chan. I'll be your number two. <laughs> <laughs> right. I, I feel like we've we've isolated a few people that are listening <laughs> that haven't seen <laughs> Save Don't Care. Oh, you have to watch it. <laughs> go go and watch it. Watch it. So yeah. Um so basically that's right, the promo so of this episode. That's the promo. So you would relate even if you don't care about space force, about <laughs> the moon, about your solar system. So basically you don't care about the world, you can still watch it and still relate. So Yeah, because it's funny. So, yeah, it's funny. And one of the things that General Nards Nerd do to release that tension for him not to you know, to, to basically not quit was to implode. No, <laughs> what he does, and I think this is a genius part for the writers, Greg Lunas. Greg Lunas. He sings yes, to release Coco that tension. <laughs> it was Uba, such Jamaica. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no copyright, it's not. Oh, yeah. Which is three seconds. We're good. We're good. We're good. Yeah, so that's one of the things that he would do to release that tension, release that obstacle for a moment so that he doesn't implode like you mentioned, right? So I think a lot of people has this coping mechanism, right? So that's mm. his coping mechanism. He, mm. he sings, yeah. which is very brilliant. And the song choice, can you? Yes. Oh my God. <laughs> watch <laughs> it. Just watch <laughs> it. <laughs> so yeah, like I mentioned, like, um, for more, uh, most people or extroverted people, they would go partying, they would go clubbing. That's their way of coping for such high pressure uh, jobs, uh, high level of stress in their workplace or in their homes, you know, wherever it is. So I think that's, that's something that people should have so that they don't quit easily. So they, they're not, you know, they don't just jump the gun and quit and, you know, just decide of quitting to have those types of coping mechanisms. So maybe that's the secret to life. Just sing Kokomo. <laughs> ah! <laughs> sing Kokomo <laughs> by the Beach Boys. <laughs> yes. But for your case, what was your coping mechanisms when you were in law school? Because it's high pressure were, also, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There were a lot. Um, one of which um, was crying. <laughs> It's not scheduled. It's scheduled breakdowns. Scheduled not just breakdowns. Um, unfortunately, I had to schedule when I when I could cry. Um, but it would <laughs> normally. Uh, I would. What I would normally do is I just watch a movie that's mm-hmm. sad, uh, and kind of like it's very cathartic that uh-huh. you know because you cry because of the movie and then other reasons of crying which would, huh? be, would be like you know having like having failed the midterms exam okay. which i did a lot mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but i think uh, what's common for us or other people people who has the same personality as us we hyperfixate on things yes. or in our yes. case comedy shows am i right so true <laughs> 
Like, yeah. I'm so glad you segued, you segued into this because we have our current hyperfixation. Yeah. Yes, which and is, we are going through it the same time. Yeah. And we have the same mm-hmm. show. Wait, before yeah. that, yeah. Uh, can you explain hyperfixation for those people who haven't? Hyperfixation, I... I I don't know the exact meaning of the word, but the way I would use it mm-hmm. is that if you're just hyper-focused on one thing and you kind of obsess over mm-hmm. that and then you learn almost everything about about that thing, like say mm-hmm. it's a show, mm-hmm. um, the way I would hyper-fixate on, some, on, on a show is that for example, for our case, it's Middle Ditch and Short. Ah, we are so such actors! <laughs> so after watching all the episodes about 10 times each, I'm <laughs> sorry, not sorry. Um, I would uh, then watch uh, interviews mm-hmm. of Ben Schwartz and Middle or Ditch or, or other movies where they're involved in like for Ben Schwartz, it would be happy. I'm just, you know, yeah. <laughs> 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 um, like in uh, my case, I, I watched the Zombieland too for yeah, a very you know, short cameo of Thomas there. So I watched and, that. And this is why we're friends because you <laughs> like Thomas Middleditch and I like Ben Schwartz. <laughs> so it's like we're good, we're good. <laughs> <laughs> and we have watched every single interview there is in every late night show. So yeah, that's how so we hyperfixate. That's um, hyperfixation. Yeah, that's I hyperfixating. Guess. So that's our coping mechanism. That doesn't mean um, everyone has that same mechanism. So probably you 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 don't necessarily realize that's what you're doing. Yeah. Like for me in college, right, whenever there's a finals, right, something stressful, I would watch how I met your mother over and over again. And I think I've seen it every, I've seen every episode at least 30 times already. Mm-hmm. And I never get tired of it. I swear. That's mm-hmm. how I hyper fix it. And that, I mean, I, uh, for my case, I think it brings me something stable. Like it doesn't mm. change. The, 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 the episode doesn't change. The characters are still, still there. I feel like, although, so yeah. I just had to cut you yeah. there because you, you're making a great point. <laughs> but there's also something very um, interesting about shows that we love and mm-hmm. that shows that we always go back to, um, like How I Met Your Mother, Friends, yeah. Community. Mm-hmm. Um, more, more, more. Parks and Rec. <laughs> <laughs> Parks and Rec, um, The Office. Well, you don't watch The Good Place, but I watch yeah. The Good Place. I love <laughs> that show so so much and i am making a public announcement that you should watch the good place <laughs> but anyway uh just going back um especially for 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 tv series or any show that you've seen let's say five years ago and then you watch it again but you've experienced experienced so many things in between that mm-hmm. you know the meaning of the show changes Mm-hmm. The meaning of that particular yeah. episode changes. Yeah, um, like it depends on where you are in your in your life journey. In your life. Also, yeah. Right? Um, and because you you mentioned how I met your mother, and you remember that episode where Marshall, um, finds out that he passed he was the bar. Be alive. Yeah. Yes. Because, 
I remember during bar review, whenever I would also um, just need to, whenever I would need a break, I also mm-hmm. just watched something that that I've already seen because mm-hmm. I don't need the stress of not knowing what's going on because I've I'm yeah. already under so much stress. Yeah, maybe um, that's it. Yeah, so you just need to go back to something that's comforting, which is something that you already know. Yeah. Um, and then in the middle of Bar Review, I came across that episode um, because it was earlier, early on in the, the seasons of How I Met Your Mother. And I completely forgot that that happened. Mm-hmm. And I remembered when I saw that, when that, when I saw that scene, I just broke down mm-hmm. because... Like I want, I want to be Marshall. I yeah. want to, I want to go on my computer and see that I passed. Mm-hmm. You know, I and and have my friends surrounding me when I do, and just you know, just being. I'll show you uh, videos of babies getting pooped on, right? That's part of it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> With Barney, um, so. Uh, so yeah, so I remember that was that was my that was my reaction. That like, I was very envious of a fictional mm-hmm. character because I wanted yeah. to I wanted to experience that already because I was so stressed from reviewing mm-hmm. every day um, with almost no breaks. Um, and then that's why when I when you know when fortunately I passed, I went back to that episode, and then I was just happy crying with. with yes, Marshall. I was so happy that you took a Instagram stories. Yeah, that I episode. <laughs> I am so proud of this girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's why we are friends, yo. <laughs> so again, just just to go back, you know. <laughs> Um, with the hyperfixation and mm-hmm. you know it's it when you when you go back to certain episodes and sometimes you know sometimes you might not have gotten some of the jokes mm-hmm. in the show because you were too young for it yeah, yeah. <laughs> or you haven't really experienced it yeah. yet so yeah that's nice right I mean, we forgot to mention Brooklyn Nine-Nine I'm sorry that's my favorite. oh yeah we didn't mention it I'm so sorry <laughs> <laughs> like like they care no? <laughs> mention it anyway yeah so uh what are we talking why did, why did we go to to that oh yeah so hyperfixation uh, <laughs> but also other other than hyperfixation right it's also good to have someone to talk to right like we mentioned in the early part of the episode is to yes. have a support group, right? Your close networks where you feel that mm-hmm. these people are so personal with you already and you feel like what they think would really matter to you, right? Because mm-hmm. with the keyword being close networks, because if you're the type of person that you feel that every connection you have in your social networks would, you care about what they think with you, like a person, and I think you might want to take a step back, right? Because that could really hinder your decision-making process. And quitting is something that is very sensitive, I guess. And yeah, I think the better way of dealing with decision-making is to have certain people that are already in your close networks and you have that relationship level where you can talk about life, about your purpose, right? And you wouldn't suffer that, that, you know, that thinking that we mentioned earlier, like they put 
too much pressure on you or they have this idea or image of you that you have to be this person already. So, right, so I think, yeah, having those support groups would really, would really help you get to having those um, options, not just quit or not quit. They give you alternative realities, yeah. alternative options, right? That would, I mean, that would really help you a lot in this decision-making process. So again, I wanted to reiterate that, that quitting is not just a two-option um, thing, right? It's really a process that you really have to go through. Right? Mm-hmm. So you ease into it, you set your goals, you find the people that are close to you to to support you as a group and also um, maybe also take a step back like you mentioned maybe you are just going through an obstacle or a hard time at work or at a relationship so maybe you need just uh, coping mechanisms that you need to consider right so ooh, my connection <laughs> also I think um Sorry, I think my yeah, I don't know if you froze. my connection or your connection. Um, <laughs> we are wrapping up. My God, can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. But can you hear me? Yes. Okay. Okay. Am I okay now? Well, I'm, Wait, I'm still maybe. moving in <laughs> mind, so maybe you could just use. All right, I can edit that. Yes. <laughs> That's weird. You were already <laughs> wrapping up. Oh my God. I know. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, what I wanted to say was, yeah. I think for most cases, I, I'm not going to generalize, but mm-hmm. for most cases, quitting now doesn't mean or doesn't bar you from never going back to it ever again. Mm-hmm. You know? Like yep. For your case, mm-hmm. um, you quit filmmaking. You mm-hmm. quit at least that part of filmmaking that that yeah that that section of filmmaking mm-hmm. but there's nothing stopping you from say 10 20 years down the line mm-hmm. you go back to it mm-hmm. so you know again it quitting doesn't always mean it's something that's permanent mm-hmm. if say you quit law school 2 years ago there's nothing stopping you from going again, going going to law school again, and maybe this time, maybe, maybe after all these years, and I still came back to it. Then maybe maybe now I'm more ready mm-hmm. to take on what what what's going to whatever you know whatever trials or whatever mm-hmm. experiences that you're going to experience now now that you're more equipped with um things that you've learned in the past years things yeah. you've learned about yourself um, yeah maybe you develop learning, as a person yeah, already. yeah exactly mm-hmm. like you've developed coping mechanisms and you feel mm-hmm. like now you you're better at handling stress and handling anxiety so quitting doesn't mean you're never going to have a chance to do that thing ever again mm-hmm. for most cases mm-hmm. because i guess there would be some cases where it's an all or nothing kind of thing yeah maybe um, in a different th- form like for my case i quit filmmaking but i'm doing film in a different form right? yeah in a different yeah, it's angle just- right yeah, just it's like just, opening your mind with a lot of possibilities, a lot of realities, right? So quitting exactly. shouldn't be such a negative 
you know, such a negative thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Sometimes you just quit because it's not meant for you, mm-hmm. and that's okay. Yeah. Nobody's gonna judge you, and if they're gonna, if they're judging you, it's just because they don't know what you're going through. So maybe that's something to think about. Like, if you're thinking about, oh, what would people think of me? Mm-hmm. What they think I'm weak? They think I'm a failure. Mm-hmm. Um, that just means they don't really know what you went through. Yeah. So, so they're not. I know it's hard. <laughs> I know. I know it's a lot easier to say mm-hmm. to not worry about what other people would think because. Yes. I worry so much about what other people think about mm-hmm, me. I'm mm-hmm. not that kind of person. Like I try to, I I'd like to think that oh I don't care what you think. I mm-hmm, don't care mm-hmm. if you don't think if you don't like what I'm doing. But I do care. Yeah. But it's something that I'm working on. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's just again, it's just going back to your support group and and having um, those validation that what I'm doing is okay. Right. Yeah. It's 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 something that that's making me happy um i mean quitting would make me happy so that's fine right and then mm. you get that because you get that support from the from that group and whose opinions really matter to you um yeah you but okay. you also okay. mentioned the validation is okay right? but yeah i completely agree it's okay to still care what people think but also from put from opinions that really matter. Yeah, that really matters. Yeah. But yeah, for some people who really, really care what people think, even outside of their close networks. But I think yung subsequent um, action that you were doing from that, thinking that I should really do something that people think that would would make me look good, make me look smarter, right? So I think don't papasok yung ability mo to decide and really have that ability for good decision making yung yung mga subsequent action mo as a result of that thinking kasi you don't necessarily have to take into account every time you know what would people think sometimes you yeah, you have to take into account yeah. only the things that your close network would say right so it really depends on like i said the answer to life is it depends <laughs> well because because you have to remember that your the thing that you're doing or the thing that you're going to quit you're you, you're the you're doing it for you yes. and you're not doing it for them mm-hmm. so they don't have any say whether or not you should quit or not or whether mm-hmm. or not you should quit mm-hmm. um because it's not for them they're yeah, not, they're not experiencing they're not your, stakeholders your yeah yes. mm-hmm. uh, um they're basically just giving you unsolicited opinion um which you don't need um yeah. and because they're not the ones experiencing your anxieties your troubles mm-hmm. um they're not they're not in your position to say whether or not you should quit so maybe think about that too before <laughs> you you know you decide on anything uh based on what other people are saying which you know i'm telling myself as well <laughs> Yes, you tell yourself. You need to learn that. Yeah, like I said, it's a process, right? It's not. It does not just simply exist. It's something that you have to learn. So, also more we talk about it. Sorry, it's it's just maybe the last thing I'm gonna say about this topic. You're the (laughs) one who's going to feel the consequences of your actions. It's not them. So if you quit, 
you're the one who's going to get affected. If you don't quit, you're the one who's going to get mm-hmm. affected, not them. So mm-hmm. if you feel like you're not quitting, you're, you're deciding on not quitting to make them happy, but you're not happy, then maybe you should rethink that <laughs> because you're the one who is experiencing the consequences of that decision. And I thank you. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I should have said, um, what does a Gina say? Gina thing to say. <laughs> a lot. My job. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> to end the episode, thank you so much for that. Um, I hope you oh, no, stayed. There was a game. No, there's no game. What do you want? You quit the game. You quit the game. <laughs> quit or not (laughs) (laughs) anyway just a last point also I always share this quote um, that I've learned in one of the certifications I did and I always always say this to people that no matter how far we have gone the wrong road turn around so uh, that's it that's the episode you have to to put that like in block letters (laughs) that quote (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's good, right? So yeah, thank you so much, Attorney Lay, for our <laughs> watch this course, watch uh, Middle Ditch and Schwartz. Middle Ditch and Schwartz. Yes, yes, we need more episodes, and that's the last point of this episode. Watch, yes, those two. <laughs> Emphatic period. 